stories of innovation and success from the vibrant communities of rural Nova Scotia. This is Ignited. Hey there, welcome to Ignited the Podcast, where we celebrate innovation and rural success. I'm Wade Cleveland. I work for a rural innovation hub called Ignite, and I'm here to tell you some great small town and rural success stories. This is part two of our interview with the mayor of Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, Pam Mood, talking about downtown revitalization and creating community. As we get back into the talk, I want to again offer full disclosure that I'm a town councillor in Yarmouth, and I have been since 2016. So I have a close working relationship with Pam and a lot of buy-in for the programs that we're discussing today. Pam, we've talked about the all-hands-on-deck program, the Acoustics Report from 2010 that outlined how to redo the downtown, and the Facade Program for the downtown that started transforming the outsides of buildings and brought color to the downtown. What happened next? Gosh, do you remember? Do you remember? I think it was the bump-outs. I think it was the bump-outs, too, because it was one piece at a time. Yeah. The color was up. We hadn't started talking about the murals yet, uh, but in that next phase... We, we could see the, the photos of the bump-outs. And again, it caused a lot of... <laughs> there was some controversy it, it, there. There was some controversy Still there. Is. Exactly. And I fully understand that. I, I respect, you know, the different opinions. We did cut down some of the grass around the corners. Uh, but other than that, we didn't lose any parking spaces. We actually added to, we added to, to the parking spaces. But those bump-outs were a game-changer as well. And they simply, instead of those little white lines on the corners where you can't turn, you can't park, we just kind of <laughs> turned it all into sidewalk and space that was usable. That's all we did. And a game changer. Because I, I used to have, well, I remember folks coming to me and from certain, you know, businesses and saying, you need to get rid of the benches. You know, there's people there. It's the same people every day. They're bringing their their dogs and people are scared, you know, that type of thing. And I get that. You know, anything different is scary for people. And I said, well, how about this? I kind of laughed, but I meant it. How about we add 20 more benches? (laughs) Instead of take one away, let's add more. Because the downtown, if it's truly the heart, it it needs to have space for everybody. Nobody should be marginalized. And I, I know, Wade, you know this story, but... You know, the, the seniors that that called me after the bump outs wrote and more benches were up, one lady actually walked right into town hall and, and she said, Mayor, I used to get a taxi and go downtown. So did my friends. Get up my prescription, get a taxi and go back home. That's what my friends and I have always done. Uh, there, there was no way to, where to stop. It was kind of scary to go downtown, those types of things. And she was in tears and she, and she said, you added all those benches. And, and the color. And now we drop off our prescriptions and we go for tea at one of your fancy tea shops. And, and I said, I remember saying to her, that's a council who understands that you have a right to be downtown too. And how much fun is that? Well, we play cards and everything. So she was really excited. And, and it wasn't just her. It was notes from others and, and texts and, and, you know, handwritten letters. So game changer. Now, not to be boring or anything, but uh, part of the reason why the bump outs were done the way they were, mm-hmm. of course, is because Traffic. we were busy doing, yeah. um, there was traffic issues, mm-hmm. so it created safety, yeah. uh, much more safety when it comes to crossing the road, Absolutely. that kind of thing. Also, while it was being done, we were down there digging out the sewers and, and cleaning oh. all that area up, so it was done in pieces, mm-hmm. but 
There was the separation of wastewater. Doesn't sound sexy. No. But <laughs> it's environmentally important. Yeah. And we were we were fixing up sewer areas where literally people were jumping in taking pictures of it. The, yep. Those sewers were 100 years old yep. or more. Absolutely. They were older than 100 yeah. years old. And so while all of that was happening, we were also shutting down pieces of yeah. Main Street and yeah. getting all that done. That's yeah. that's important work. It's, it's, it's huge. And, you know, there was a little bit of controversy there, too, because, well, some of the businesses said, well, we're losing business. And we were trying to say, but imagine the business you're going to get when this job is done. And, and I believe that that, that has happened. It, you know, it's a great point that you bring up, Wade. The, the town, uh, we were born in 1761. That's 260, 70 years old, whatever. I'm not going to do my math very quickly, but that's, that's old. That infrastructure underneath, you know, we always get the um, suggestions that we pave. <laughs> Was that a good word? That's suggestions. A good word. The suggestions that we pave. And, you know, you have a vehicle, I have a vehicle. I want to pave too. I want to pave every street. But every time we go to pave, we have to dig up the infrastructure because there is no use in paving over old infrastructure because you drive over it and, and the pipes burst. And you're right. It's not sexy. But I'll tell you what, it's a whole heck of a lot sexier than my wastewater and my sewer coming out of one pipe. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it, it's work that has to be done. It's it's environmentally, as, as you said, but it, it's just everything is so old and we have to replace it. So a $100,000 paved job ends up costing the town a million dollars. Yeah. And that's just a short, that's a half a block. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And still is being done now. Exactly. And then came the next phase, and it's a fairly recent phase. And again, a little bit controversial, especially at the time. Uh, but that was the next phase with the creation of those lobster carts or lobster house areas, which has become true meeting spaces within the downtown. And they have. As a guy who works in, in tourism as much as I do, and I mean, we just hosted TMAC, which is the, uh, the group of travel media the Media Association of Canada, all they wanted to do was take pictures yeah. of themselves sitting yeah. at kitchen chairs yeah. in the middle of a lobster cart. Yeah. It brings people into the area. It, it really does. You know, when you're talking, I'm thinking about folks who go to Sydney and Cape Breton, and it's like, let's go get my picture in front of, in front of the fiddle, the giant fiddle. Um, let's go to the Halifax waterfront and get my, my photo by the, the big wave. That That kind of thing that draws us and what people are saying now is you have to go to Yarmouth and get a, a photo in a, a lobster car. It speaks to our heritage and you know I've said to folks I, I, I put 20 more benches up and they can be brown and they can have you know metal sides and we know what they look like or we can put up who we are which is you know the kitchen party people let's have some fun and we put those colorful chairs and we back them up and, and we put, you know, greenery. I mean, and anybody knows that if you add greenery to your house, it just feels better. Everything feels like, like I'm, I'm actually <laughs> in a space. And, and it's just, it's so exciting. I get so many questions around that. I mean, I never in a million years would have said divide a lobster car up. I wouldn't have. That idea was just nothing less than brilliant. And seemed to have worked. Oh, it worked. It worked. And let, let's remember, people don't like change. 
that's that's human nature again. So whenever we do as a council, we do something and we talk about it. You know, oh my gosh, this is gonna <laughs> it's gonna hit the fan, and and that's okay as long as we know it's the right thing to do, uh, because people just don't like change until they get used to it, and then yeah. they realize it's it's a better thing. I want to tell you about some amazing programming at Ignite aimed at youth. Inspiring youth and exposing them to entrepreneurship, STEAM programming is one of Ignite's pillars. STEAM stands for science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. And it's the key to igniting creativity, imagination, and innovation. From our creative arts and music series of events to game creation, the $100 Entrepreneur Challenge summer camps to our Up and Adam Science and Sports summer camps, we are helping to build future innovators in our rural communities. For more information and to sign up for our events newsletter, visit IgniteAtlantic.com. You, you'd mentioned greenery. We talked about all hands on deck already. Seems like a good time to bring up people like Communities in Bloom. Oh, yes. Um, Communities in Bloom is an organization, it's a national organization, that deals with community revitalization. It's not just about planting flowers. It's about creating beautiful spaces for people to be in. We are the smallest, and I'm speaking of Yarmouth specifically, we are the smallest uh, town in the country to have hosted a national symposium for communities in bloom and had not just people from all over the country, but people from all over the world. We had people from Italy. I still speak to people on Facebook from Slovenia who I made friends with. I have a mayor it, friend in Ireland. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it is. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing Hungary, thing. Yeah. The role of an organization like Communities in Bloom, and they've really kind of stepped up between Communities in Bloom and the Yarmouth Garden Club. You see those people all the time mm-hmm. in the downtown weeding, planting, Mm -hmm. creating. They're doing that on their own time with their own money Mm -hmm. and creating beauty that's bringing people into that downtown area. Yeah, it's 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 community at its best. I mean, there's it's hard to even express in words the, 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 the thankfulness, the gratefulness that we have to have citizens like that who just care so much about their community. And and it's funny, you know, in the bigger picture community is home and they're looking after their community the same way as they look after their personal properties like that just breaks me because what they're doing is for everybody and it is just a beautiful thing they they are they are humble they are kind very unassuming you know they're they're just on their knees weeding gardens and and planting and up to their elbows in dirt with the biggest smiles on their faces. I mean, they all know me. I have to go to the dollar store and get something plastic and chuck it in the ground. I can kill anything, but they just bring this community to life. As an example of downtown revitalization at its best, every year Communities in Bloom does a series of awards. This year, Yarmouth was basically grand champion, five-star gold winner of that. And that's quite an honor. National. Yeah. In all of Canada, we came out on top. That's that's huge. And and I know uh, I know what the volunteers do. The judges always come in and have a chat with the mayor and I make sure that they know how much we value these 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 folks, but you know when they talk to me, I'm not a I'm not a sappy kind of girl, but boy, it that brings me to to tears because they just they can't believe that a community this size I think, Wade, I've always said, we're a small town, but we don't know it. (laughs) 
right? We don't know it. We do everything on a on a bigger scale, and they're blown away. Our tree inventory, our our parks department. Oh my gosh! Like all those pieces put together, it it just makes for a beautiful community. So to win a national award, I just my my heart just swelled. Over the last couple of years, something else has started to pop up in the downtown, and it's a gorgeous thing, and those are murals. Yes. Tell us a little bit about the murals. Where did this all start? You know, I remember speaking to Dave Gorman about it, actually. Dave's a world traveler, and when I say world traveler, I mean he's he's everywhere. And um, he just always sends me photos from where wherever he is and says, look at these murals. And I'm a big believer, you know, if you if you want it, do it. So, you know, we've got the facade program. What better way to add to it than than murals? And and I know council agrees, you know, because it's, I don't make decisions. Council makes decisions, and uh, they were granted extra money for that. So, you know, people, I believe the process was that people would, would bid on it. Um, same kind of deal, you know, you would get so much in funding, um, for your property and and to take care of the the mural and um, I mean they're unbelievable. Danielle has done I would say the majority. Mm-hmm. Danielle Mahood, um, she's a local artist. She's she's amazing at at what she does. And actually the first one, the first one that she she really did it was my daughter Julie at Genesis on on Water Street. And I remember Julie saying, I just don't want my don't just want my business. I want somewhere where people can come and have photo ops and say, Oh, let's go to the, you know. So she did a beautiful flower mural there. And people, I mean, wedding photos and everything like that. And and you know, when you travel, you're looking for that type of spot. And that's what that's what's being created by by this team. It really is quite a thing to see what has happened in a short period of time. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to read you this mm-hmm. because this is taken directly from the downtown blueprint from March 2010. In 20 years, so in 20 years from 2010 is 2030, I think we kind of beat that. Uh, <laughs> downtown Yarmouth will be a diverse and thriving community made up of people living, working, and playing in an historic yet modern waterfront setting. For the people who live in this community, their day-to-day services are available and close by. For those living in the outskirts, downtown becomes a much more frequent destination for services, leisure, and commerce. This new community will include families, older and young adults, students, professionals, and empty nesters. Downtown Yarmouth will also be the cultural hub of the Western Shore, a place where residents and tourists alike come to experience culture and history, visit galleries, see a play, go to a restaurant, walk the waterfront, attend events and shop at one-of-a-kind specialty retail stores. A major new creative sector, Anchor, has been constructed in the downtown. It will be a place where the arts and creativity flourishes. Heritage buildings will be restored and streetscapes will be lively and engaging. Missing buildings on the street will be infilled with high-quality new mixed-use developments. The waterfront will remain active and working, but new developments on the waterfront will bring more people to the water's edge. Main Street will have a stronger tie to the waterfront. Downtown will be a place of distinction and diversity. Woohoo! We're getting there. <laughs> we really are. What's the next step? Where where are we here? I where I think we are, uh, because we really haven't discussed, you know, as a council. And 
I mean, what I love about this council is we will throw everything on the table and come up with a different, something different from what we each thought we were going in with. Um, I would love to focus on the waterfront. That doesn't mean do everything. That means get a plan together. Um, you know, I remember I, I had said to Jim McLeod, who, who has left us now, but, you know, before he left, he said, will you take over the waterfront? And I said, I would love to chair that. I would love to, to do that piece because it's, there, there's so much potential there. Uh, the first thing is, is that it's a working waterfront and, and we would never, it, there's nobody that would ever think about uh, touching that. But there's so many spots that we can that we can fill in. The the other piece to the waterfront is what you just mentioned there in that whole arts and culture district. Um, we tried for the for the arts center, which was um, I mean bluntly put, I can only put it in my words. You know, sometimes we forget as a community. We say we're a hockey community. You know, less than people half the people play sports. The other people are inv involved in the arts. And, and that's not about just about drawing and painting. It's it's about, you know, plays and musicians and and all those other pieces that bring so much rich, richness to a community. We're missing it because mm -hmm. I could I know we all see it clearly um, how much richness it adds, the depth that it gives to a community. Let's talk about one more thing before I let you go. Sure. And that is when you started way back when 2012, you were an anomaly in that you were a woman mayor. <laughs> a lot. That, that couldn't have been easy at the time, for one thing. But the other thing is that in really 11 short years, that's changed oh, quite a bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I remember getting elected and uh, let's just say a, a, a big media <laughs> name called and said, we'd like to interview you as one of three women mayors. And I said, why don't you call when you just want to interview a good mayor? And I hung up. Well, I didn't know how you're supposed to handle media, but don't call me and tell me, you know. Well, I get it now because I don't do anything because I'm a woman. I don't think I got elected because I'm a woman. I think they could see my vision and, and you know, my passion and, and how much I care about the community. But boy, it was an eye opener. It, it really, really was. And, you know, from, from the big things where some people didn't think a woman belonged at the table, and I was like, what? Like, that's not how I grew up. That's not how I, you know, and that's okay because culturally that's how, you know, that's where they were. So I have to accept that. That, that doesn't, didn't affect how I did the job. Um, you know, not once did I go home and say, well, I'm a woman and I just don't think I can do this. I was like, what the heck? And, you know, all those little things, I mean, the, the things that I laugh at now is that I've never heard anybody on social media say, that guy's got the same suit on. You know, but if I wore the same dress twice or I cut my hair or I remember being over in Boston on a tour with, with the Nova Star and one of my heels broke. And the closest place I could find was a store that had flip-flops, but they were high flip-flops. They had gems on them. They were beautiful. And I put them on, and then instead of saying, oh, the mayor is over there, and she's, she's celebrating Yarmouth and getting people to come over, it was, I can't believe the mayor's over there in flip-flops. 
<laughs> They'd have hated my Converse sneakers. <laughs> focus, people. <laughs> it's like, focus, people, focus. Yeah. So I just, I've learned to, to laugh about it. Uh, at the same time, um, I remember, I can remember two, specifically two women came to me right away and said, you know, I'd, I'd love to be a mayor. And I said, this is how you do it. And they are now my mayoral colleagues. So we're growing, you know, we're, we're growing in number. We're over half the population. We should at least be half at the table. <laughs> in Yarmouth, we are. We are. There is that it. at least, yeah. which is pretty exciting. That's right. And remember, you can, if you're a woman or mm-hmm. a guy or whomever, you yes. can be mayor. That's you right. Just do it with integrity. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Mayor Pam Mood, thank you so much for this. It's been great. It has. Thanks so much, Wade. Find out more about the town of Yarmouth, their programs, activities, and more by visiting their website, townofyarmouth.ca. And on Facebook, you can follow Pam's Mayor Pam Mood page. The town's YouTube channel has some great videos on the transformation, too. Go to Town of Yarmouth, Nova Scotia on YouTube, and under Playlists, click on Edge of Everywhere. It's all there for you. If you want to find out more about rural innovation and what Ignite does, check out IgniteAtlantic.com. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you subscribed to Ignited, shared us with your friends, and gave us a good review. And we'd love to hear from you. Any comments or suggestions about the podcast or who you'd like to hear on it are most welcome. Our website is IgniteAtlantic.com, and my email is Wade, W-A-D-E, at IgniteAtlantic.com. I'm Wade Cleveland. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.